Hello, Internet. My name is Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Louis, 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 Louis. You're gonna die. Is that the song? <laughs> it's the most deceptively <laughs> difficult song to sing. Like, it always comes on and it's really catchy and I want to sing along. And then I just sound terrible whenever I try to do it. They should have done. Louis, Louis. Yeah, gonna let me know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know that song? Apparently, that's an easier song to sing, not an easier song to remember the lyrics of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember the Louie Louie. <laughs> For those that haven't recognised our amazing singing, this week we're going to be reviewing the show Louie. I think that's going to set our podcast off. Like, <laughs> just us singing more is what they want. <laughs> Louis CK, he has a show. Yes. He's a comedian. You may or may not have heard of him, depending on how much on the pulse you are of things. Yeah, well, you were just telling me it's a water cooler show. It's man. a water cooler show, Louis. People love it. Um, what, what's the buzz around Louis? Well, I think people just think he's a really hip, cool guy. Like, I have a lot of friends. Oh, have you gone into Louis yet, Matt? It's such a cool show. I love him. He's the funniest guy ever. Um, he did very well with Emmy nominations. Maybe not always a parameter of what's cool, but uh, <laughs> but I think it is his cool sort of hip appeal that got him in. He one writing, best writing at the Emmys this year. He's, you know, Ricky Gervais is always talking about how much he likes Louis C.K. And, yeah, it's just a very, um, he's a very cool guy. It's a very cool show. This is, yeah, very hip. So, in typical screen verdict fashion, we're trying to hitch ourselves to that bandwagon. <laughs> so I was going to ask, are we hit, Matt? Are we on the oh, post? Right. Have we really been following Louis? Well, to be honest, I haven't really um, followed it much in the past. Like, I've watched a couple of episodes, like his Emmy submissions in the past couple of years when he's been nominated for lead actor. But no, I haven't really followed it as much, so it was quite good to get stuck in and um, see what everyone's, uh, see what all the fuss was about. Yeah, I too just watched a few episodes when it came out. I've picked out it, probably seen five or six episodes from the first two seasons. And now that I'm aware that it's cool, I've decided I need to watch a whole season to yeah. get on the Louis bandwagon yeah. and uh, do a review of it on yeah. Screen Verdict. Mm. Now, of the first couple of episodes I've seen, I obviously didn't love the show enough to really get into the show. So I guess my expectations were not hugely high for Louis going into season three. Yeah, for those that listen to the Emmys podcast, I wasn't the biggest fan of mm. Louis based on my early Louis experiences, but now I've given it a whole season to give it a chance for it to grow on me, Mm. and we'll see if I come around to Louis in the podcast. Yes, yes, same for me, I think. So, Louis probably isn't your typical half-hour sitcom. How do they structure the show, Louis? Often, but not always, it opens with Louis doing some stand-up, a little bit like Seinfeld, and then it'll go into an episode, which the topics of which sometimes relate to the stand-up. Mm. But rather than there being a regular sort of 20-minute story arc, it's more just built up of sort of vignettes and sketches and one half of an episode might be have nothing to do with the second half of the episode. Mm. So it'll often be sort of an awkward experience Louis has, maybe like on vacation or something, and then another the second half will be him talking to his kids at dinner. Yeah. And he's got some kids, he's got a wife, like, who do recur a little in the show, a couple of friends who pop up every now and then, but it is pretty much just him, like, and uh, the the other characters in the show are pretty much just, no, not supporting, they're all guests. I should say, Louis is playing 
himself. It's a little bit like Larry David in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yes. So when I say sketches, it's not like he's playing a crazy zany character each week, <laughs> like on Saturday Night Live. It's yeah. him and his life, but the stories don't necessarily link up to each other that much. Yes. There's a lot of montages in this show. And we talk a little bit about montages in other shows and movies. when they... Breaking Bad, another hip show. Yeah, another hip Montage show. Montage could be the key yeah. to hipness. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have... I feel like anyone that is hip doesn't say the word hipness. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, all these bad shows are montages, which sometimes they're okay, but I do feel like the montage is a bit... Like, you could probably trim... Like, it's a 20-minute show. It's not a long show. And you could probably trim at least five minutes off most episodes. <laughs> right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's enough happening in the show for them to be like, oh, we need to condense this down to a montage. There's just yeah. so much action in Louis. <laughs> we need to save this, just montage it to get all of it across. Yeah. So I, I guess the montages add a bit to the feel of the show and the tone of the show. It is a very slow-moving show. It's a slow burn, Louis. They really want you to focus on everything in the show. It's not Arrested Development. There's not 50 things going on in the background. So it's a slow burn. It's Are slow you saying burn. there's no replay value in <laughs> That's one of my favourite things of Arrested Development, re-watching episodes and spotting things in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching Arrested Development the other day and I missed a... There, there was a reference to Ron Howard made to the character he played in Andy Griffith and I, like, missed that the first, like, five times I've seen that episode. Because you've been boning up on your Andy Griffith show <laughs> yes. since then. Since the passing of uh, Andy Griffith or... May rest in peace. I don't think there's heaps you missed the first time in Louis. I think it probably is in terms of picking up new stuff. Probably not good for replay value. But if you really like it, it might be nice to sit and watch it again. So I guess it depends if I really like it or not as to whether it's worth replay value. I'm such a verdict tease, aren't I? <laughs> so that's sort of the structure mm. of Louis. Do we want to talk about the tone of the show? Yes. So these kind of experiences and situations that Louis gets into are usually pretty awkward. Mm. I guess, again, a little bit similar to Kirby Enthusiasm, though I think it's a little bit more subdued rather than Larry just yelling and getting into big arguments. And the show kind of shows Louis's sort of bemusement by the world, like lack of like ability to interact with other people in these situations. Mm. There's a lot of just Louis looking dumbfounded in the show. Yes. And a bit sad. Yes, it goes beyond just sort of comedically awkward to just sometimes just downright sad and depressing. Yeah, he it's a very uh, melancholic tone. Let's get on to the character of Louis. Which is the show. It's all him. It's called Louis. He acts, writes, directs, produces, edits... It's about Louis. Mm. Do you like Louis, Matt? I'm very mixed on the <laughs> character of Louis. Part of me really likes him. Part of him scares me more than any other TV character. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a pretty nice guy. Like, I think he appeals to all the same people that Larry David does in Curb. And, like, he does have a very, like, a same appeal in a lot of ways. But, like, Larry David's a jerk. 
<laughs> like he's always looking out for himself and trying to use social conventions to better his own position in in his family or in his life or with his friends or whatever. Louis seems to like just help other people out to help other people out. You know, like there's the mum who needs him to look after her child and he does that for her. He, he never seems to say no to people or anything like that or try to, well, how can I get out of this? He's very passive, but he seems to be interested in the needs of other people. So he's a nice guy and he's trying to do the best job to raise his kids that he can. Uh, for the most part, he's not perfect, but no parent is. It seems like he's trying to navigate through the world being sort of the best person he can be. Would you agree with that, like, as opposed to Larry David, who's just trying to get ahead in the world? I don't think he's the worst guy. I think some of those things he does are just because he is quite cowardly and never yeah. speaks his mind, as opposed to he's actually being a good guy. Mm. But I think he's generally aware of what's appropriate for certain situations, and he doesn't try to get over other people too much. So... Yeah. I'd say Louis is an okay guy. <laughs> okay. He's a really lovable guy. He's a nice guy. He's, yeah. He's very sweet. What scares me about Louis is that I'm watching this show and I'm not really finding him funny that much. I'm just going, oh man, how sad would it be to be like alone when you're like 44? <laughs> like, I hope I, like, I hope I'm not like him. But I could be. You're, you're alone, living in an apartment pretty much by yourself. you sort of got no one to come home to. You, like, are very awkward around other people. And well, I'll probably never be awkward around, like, other friends and stuff, but at least, like, asking girls out at 44, I imagine, is, like, much harder than asking out girls at, like, 24. And, you know, it's not that easy at 24 even. Like, I'm just going, oh, this is, like... Oh, I don't want to end up being this guy. I feel like he's like me now, but 20 years later. He's an alternate future for me, and I don't like the look of it. It's not a funny, it's not a, it's not a funny, it's not a fun life. So you're not scared by Louis, you're scared by Louis's life and the potential for that to happen to you because Louis's life is just so not desirable. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm less scared that it would happen to me because I find most of his decisions to be decisions that I just wouldn't make. I guess here's my problem with Louis. For a comedian, he has a startling inability to see the funny side of things and or use his wit in order to deal with these situations. He's not that kind of comic. (laughs) That's what he says in an episode. (laughs) I don't know if he just lacks Mm. some sort of confidence or social skills, but I guess it's only in retrospect when he's doing his stand-up, when he clocks on, is he actually able to make light and deal with the situation? Yeah, do you think that's the way he does deal with these situations? Like, because he can't deal with them in the time... That's his release, is when he gets up on stage. I'd say it's either one of two things. The first is that Louis is not like this in real life. These situations don't play out like that. This is just for the show. Hmm. In which case, I find it a bit frustrating because they're not believable. And if it's not how it plays out in real life, that's why I don't find it believable. 
Okay. And the second thing is, maybe it is like that for the character, but then it's just frustrating to watch. Hmm. I don't really root for Louis that much, or I'm not seeing his side of it. I just get annoyed and frustrated with Louis. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that generally. I think my problem with Louis is while I'm watching Louis... I'm feeling sorry for him or frustrated by him. And it depends on the situation as to which of those two things I feel. Uh, I think sorry for him more often than frustrated, which is good. But I'm feeling those two things more than I'm laughing at Louis. <laughs> Louis's antics. Like, with Larry David, a lot of bad stuff happens to Larry David. But I'm laughing a lot more. The thing with Larry David is, usually, everyone ends up hating him. And it's either because he's done something wrong, he's played the jerk, yeah. and it's funny to see him get his comeuppance, mm. or everything's just gone wrong and it's not Larry's fault, and you get to see why Larry is so bitter with the world mm. and why he plays the jerk. Yeah. And it's funny to see him try and get away with these selfish schemes of his. Mm. So if we're agreed that it's not really that funny, yeah. why would we watch Louis? What does it offer? It gives us a window into this person's world. And is that an interesting look? Because we have lots of reality shows, but some people's lives are just pretty boring and shallow and they're terrible people, and I have no desire to gain insight into their personality. Do you want to gain insight into Louis? I feel like as I was watching more of Louis, I was more interested in him, and I cared about him more, and I wanted to see what he got up to more in some ways, a, a sort of a beautiful show. Like, it's very simple. Um, there's some nice little stand-up bits to break it up. And you're seeing someone try to navigate through life, um, you know, as a single dad um, and things like that. I think that's, that is, on some level, interesting, on some level profound, and there is something beautiful about Louis that it offers. I think it does offer a sort of unique look on certain awkward situations. And I guess I like that it's in some way sort of simple when it's just about this guy hmm. and you're supposed to be able to relate to him. But I think every now and again it just steps outside that into things that aren't believable. Hmm. Like there's just a woman who masturbates in public just in a coffee shop or whatever, and he gets really embarrassed. And you're like, would someone really do that? That's just like a crazy thing to do. Mm. Or he's too scared to meet his dad, so he just runs away and then he steals like a, like a jet ski or something and drives away just because he's so... It's like, really? Do I really think the character of Louis would be running through the streets, stealing things, just driving off into the middle of the ocean? Like, Yeah, I thought it was a dream at first. <laughs> Like, when he just got on the weird car that just happened to be there waiting for him and, like, he didn't even need a hot wire. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the same things happens with interactions with people. Like, people just do really annoying, ridiculous things. And there's the potential for me to learn or something there, but half the show is just Louis just looking just sort of confused. And he's just, there's, I'm not really learning anything about Louis other than Louis seems confused a lot. I'm not really laughing and I'm not really engaged by storytelling because throughout the season there's pretty much no stories. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the one or two sort of arcs that they have, mm. but for the most part I'm not gripped by a story either. I feel 
like I look like Louis while watching Louis as Louis does in the show. <laughs> I am as confused by Louis as Louis is by life. Yeah. Okay. I I think the thing that appeals to people with Louis uh, and appeals to me about Louis is that people identify with Louis. Whatever, like, even though he's 20 years older than me, there are a few things about his life that I identified with my life or identified with maybe my future life or possible future life. So I think this is what people are liking. They're seeing he's resonating with people. I can see the potential for that. I guess it's just not resonating with me. Okay. So let, let's talk about uh, some of these storylines and things that they, they deal with in the show. Now, I guess first up, it's interesting. In episode of Louis, like, I was, do, I was doing a little uh, thing when I was first going through Louis. I was going, oh, I'm going to, like, um, write down a note of... I gave up after three episodes. But after each episode, write what happened in that episode. And usually it was, like, five words. Like, it was, <laughs> Louis buys a motorbike, he gets in an accident, he hobbles around. For, like, and that's pretty much the whole episode. <laughs> like... So they're very simple stories and things like that. But there are a few stories that are a bit more complex, a little more details and um, arcs that go multiple episodes. I guess the first one is there is a girl, Liz, who he meets in a bookshop. She works in the bookshop. And he kind of likes her. Talk us through this Liz situation. Well, Louis takes a liking to Liz in the bookstore, finally works up the courage to ask her out. They go out. And she turns out to be a bit of a crazy person, but kind of crazy in a fun way that Louis, I guess, finds sort of intriguing because mm. she's just brutally honest and mm. she's kind of hyperactive going from one bar to the next. Going to go climb some stairs, look at the city, lean on the edge of the building. Oh, I might fall off the building. Like, Which I guess to Louis is exciting because Louis lives this kind of, in a way, boring, sad life whenever he's not doing stand-up. So to him, uh, Liz is this kind of symbol of hope and excitement except she's also incredibly flawed and weird and a danger to him and herself. Mm. Which I think creates an interesting dynamic, and this was something that I liked watching in the show. But then his interactions with her sort of have these unresolved endings, and then she just drops off for a few episodes. So Louis finally had me a little bit hooked. Yeah. And then it just let me go again. Yeah. A Liz tease. <laughs> Like, do you think ultimately she was good for Louis or bad for Louis? I would say it was maybe a good experience for him to have met her. I think if they were to go out longer term, she would have to even out a bit. Because I think someone who's that, I don't want to just throw out psychological, uh, clinical <laughs> diagnoses, but uh, she seems a bit manic depressive. Okay. Which probably wouldn't be good for Louis in the long run. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> I thought she was part, like, I guess, yeah, she'd need to level out. But I thought, like, she was getting him to do stuff and have fun and, like, you know, let's climb to the top of a building, let's go uh, get some, like, fish or something. Like, she gave him a fun night out and Louis needs nights like that. So I, I think I think she was good for me. I think not only Matt, but Louis is all about the adventure. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a girl of age. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hopefully she would have um, brought him up and and made him a bit more exciting and a bit more full of life. And he would have 
grounded her a bit. I I loved the scene. It may be my, one of my favourite scenes of the season when Louis asks Liz out. I found that so unnecessary. Like, how <laughs> can a person of 44 years old who has already been married and stuff, so would have to have some sort of yeah, yeah. be so long-winded and awkward. Yeah, I just thought it was really cute and really, like, I was, like, watching it go. And he kept on going, he kept on going, like, uh, no, 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 I know you've got a no lined up. Don't say it yet. Let me finish. And he just keeps on going and stuff. And I felt like, in your head, is that impulse to say that? To say... Don't say no yet. I know you're going to say no. You obviously can't say that because that completely takes away any confidence you have. <laughs> and um, it makes you look weak. But, you know, you do, part of you does want to like, sort of just go, wait, wait, I know you're going to say no, but I've got a good reason here why it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for you to say yes. I was just watching that going, oh, this is so funny because he's saying the thing that you think that you shouldn't really say usually. <laughs> but it, it worked. It like, was cute and it, it paid off. There's also a story arc about The Late Show with David Letterman, which is a three-part episode. Well... Yeah, it's a three-part episode. Louis can't focus on something for more than ten minutes. Now we're doing something for three episodes. Yes. (laughs) And I guess, like, the just general story is he goes on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. He does quite a good job. And all of a sudden there's interest in him to maybe host the late show with David Letterman. So CBS get him to sort of like prepare to maybe do that, sort of do a, I guess, a pilot of him hosting a late show and to take over Letterman. To take over Letterman, Letterman retires. Which apparently is soon. Mm. Which got me a bit worried watching the show. Oh no, don't tell me Letterman's retiring. Yeah, I think you were the only one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the late show arc and how that played out? Well, I liked it because it had a bit of an on-running story. You had Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock come in as potential other people to host the show, so you got a bit of a rivalry there and mm. some mind games going on. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Mm. We also had David Lynch come in, guest star, as Jack Doll, the guy who was supposed to prepare Louis mm. uh, for the show. And he was very weird. Yeah. It took me a while to sort of get into his character because... It was just bizarre, but he had some really funny moments. Was, he had this line, it was something like, good job, champ. That's short for champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I really liked. I, I think he grew on me a lot. Some of his lines were very funny. He grew on me too. I was a bit concerned about where it would go because I thought, there's no way Louis is going to end up with the job, right? Is it, Letterman really retires and Louis gets the job of... Hosting the late show, Louis season four is just him being a successful talk show host. That's not yeah. really in the spirit of the show, Louis. And then we're dealing in a very parallel universe to real life. Like Letterman, like Letterman's not a, still yeah. hosting the show yeah, in real, real life, yeah. but in the Louis world, they just got rid of him. That'd yeah, be a bit weird. Mm. So I was wondering how it would be resolved, and I won't spoil it whether that does happen or how it's resolved. But I really liked how that came together. I thought the, the third episode of that sort of three part series was great. I think that was. Yeah. By far my favourite episode of the season. Yeah, I thought the third episode was very good. Um, I think it prob- they probably could have done it in two episodes, the late show <laughs> arc. I think three was a little bit, like, self- I don't know. It seems like the second episode was just two really long meetings. So it was like the episode. We also saw a, a nice uh, guest appearance from one of our favourites on the podcast, 
the one, the only, Jay Leno, <laughs> was in Louis. This is, I thought, very interesting seeing Jay Leno <laughs> pop up in such a water cooler buzz show. Do you not associate Jay Leno with water cooler and buzz? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> so he's obviously desperate to like try to reclaim some of that in his image. But uh, I was a bit worried for Louis that he might become the Jay Leno of stand-up <laughs> comics. <laughs> the Jay Leno of sitcom stars. A bit of that Jay Leno might rub off on Louis. <laughs> it's the, uh, instead of the Colbert bump. Yeah. <laughs> It's the uh, the Jay Leno, Leno buzzkill. Yeah, it's gonna say the Jay Leno stench. <laughs> I think Jay Leno is by far the worst talk show host in America. Um, I thought he wasn't bad in Louis. I thought he did an alright job in Louis. I'm sure there's some like local like cable network talk show host that's worse than like, like of all the talk shows. Then it was the worst you could possibly have. Of anyone with a national show. <coughs> of anyone like, you know. Yeah, so I thought the Late Show thing, I, I was a little divided on it because it was so, I guess it was a depart from what Louis about in some ways. But ultimately, I thought it worked and was something interesting. My favourite episode of the season was, I think, an episode called Funeral um, Something Else, where Louis goes to a funeral of a guy the Robin uh, Williams the with Robin Williams, and then they sort of are forming sort of an interesting sort of just brief friendship, and they go to a strip club, and all the like strippers start crying about the guy who died that was a jerk, <laughs> and then Louis has to look after some mother's kid, which I thought was just really funny. That kid never, and Louis having to look after never. What I liked about that was how honest Louis was with the yes, kid. Yes, yes, I was just like. He explains to the kid that the kid is weird and that yeah. the reason why kids aren't going to be friends with him, they're just not going to be friends with him if he does weird things like eat raw meat and shit in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids seem to take that pretty well too. <laughs> like the kid's like, oh. Yeah, I can see that. that. That seems like reasonable advice. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, but my mum says otherwise. <laughs> and he's like, your mum's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I just love the bits where, like, just Louis, I think bewilderment really worked in that episode, like, where he's opened the fridge and going, oh, can you eat that? And he's like, no, mum says I'll die. And Louis's like, that sounds pretty serious. Are you sure you'll actually die if you eat this food? Like, and especially it was the types of food that you wouldn't expect someone to die from. Like, it's not like it wasn't, like, peanuts or anything. Like, it was, yeah. So, should we get to our verdict? Yes, just give a screen verdict rating to season three of Louis. You can start. Jonathan? I was going to say, kind sir. (laughs) Kind sir, Jonathan. Yeah. (laughs) I think Louis would be useful as a writer for Kirby Enthusiasm. He comes up with interesting situations that have the potential to be awkward and funny, but on Louis, they just aren't. In Louis, they're sad and depressing, and I laugh maybe once or twice an episode if I'm lucky. It is a bit inconsistent, so I guess some episodes I laugh maybe three or four times, and some episodes I hate. I hate them so much how I laugh zero times. 
The finale was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> the finale was really important. The first half was the most depressing thing I've ever seen on TV, and then the second half was the most boring thing I had seen on TV. Oh, how sad was that final? So sad. That was just depressing. That that episode ruined my day. And it's going to ruin my rating for Louis. That's how bad that episode was. It was hard for me to get to sleep last night after watching that episode. I was so sad at, like, what had happened for Louis. This wasn't so much sad as in I was involved. Like, I cared that much I was sad. It was just an objectively, insanely sad thing to happen. Yeah. And I was just like, that's ridiculous. Mm. I'm going to say one redeeming feature that the show has is his kids. I think the kids can be very funny, especially the, the younger one. She's very cute. One of the, the funniest things in the season was Louis doing his joke about his daughter and her joke, why didn't the gorilla get let into the ballet? Hmm. Because whoever was in charge of that decision just didn't think it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and his explanation and oh, expansion upon brilliant. that joke was very funny. I usually hate kids, but Louis' kids are pretty good. Yeah. You say this, but, like, there's a lot of kids you like on the podcast. <laughs> like, the kids from Moonrise Kingdom, Chloe Grace Moretz, like... Kid from Looper. The kid from Looper. Yeah, maybe that should be a plot twist for season four. Louis just gets more kids. Yeah. Like, his interaction with that Never kid. Yeah, adopt Never. More Louis and kids. Louis and Never would be a better show, probably. <laughs> Those two guys just hanging out. So, in terms of my score... In some ways, I'm able to appreciate the things that Louis is doing that's different from other shows. And in some ways, like, I wanted to watch the next episode after I'd finished another one. There are, There is some unique quality that's kind of attractive about it. But I just don't really like it, and it's not funny, which is something that I look for in a comedy series. Mm. I'm very mixed. I'm going to give Louis a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. Look, with Louis, I'm a bit of a, like, mixed bag on it, too. I think on the negative side, it isn't very funny, which isn't great for a comedy. (laughs) Part of me thinks they should enter in the drama categories at the Emmys. I think sometimes the episodes drag. I think, like, it would be a much better maybe 10-minute show or 15-minute show. And, And, yeah, I don't, I guess, love it the way a lot of people do. On the other hand, I think... There is something really nice about the show and something I do connect with with the show. And the more I watched of Louis, the more I identified with his character and cared about his character. He did build that up for me. I also got more appreciation for him as a stand-up comic. I've seen a little bit of his stand-up comic in the past and wasn't that impressed, but I was really impressed with the stuff I saw in this show. I think I perhaps hadn't given him enough of a chance in the past. So I think that stuff was funny. I think when the show works, it works really well. I, I, I like the show. It grew on me. It sort of converted me a little, but I'm not in love with the show like a lot of people are. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Generous. A generous 7. <laughs> I think a reasonable <laughs> 7. I think it's a... I, I could have given it a 7.5. Could have given it a 6.5, <laughs> but I think a 7 was where I said What I would like you to do now is list all the scores that you could have given it. <laughs> Could have given it a 2.5, but I gave it a 7. Could have given it a 10, but I gave it a 7. Okay, shut up. So so now we've got, I think, the thing everyone's really been waiting for, the housekeeping segment. 
Yeah? I wouldn't be surprised if people like <laughs> housekeeping more than Louis. I don't know. I feel like Louis a really buzz popular show and we've just like not been like in awe of it and <laughs> like maybe we've lost all the Louis fans. <laughs> so we've got a few things this housekeeping. First of which is a competition we've promised. Exciting. Yeah, we've promised that once we got to 100 fans on Facebook, we'd put the names of those 100 fans in the cowboy hat, we'd pull one out at random, and they'd win a prize. What is that prize, Jonathan? The mystery prize we've been talking about all these weeks (laughs) is... It's a book. And we know how much we love books on this (laughs) film and TV podcast. (laughs) It's a collection of Pixar short stories. Yeah. Our very first podcast, a Pixar rank, and we thought the fans might like a few more short stories from the uh, the world of Pixar. We've been told it's easy to read. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's an easy to read book. I think there's pictures. So, I actually want it myself. This is a prize I'd want to win. I hope my name is in the cowboy Well, you're one hat. of the hundred names. So, we're okay. going to draw the name out now to see who wins this great prize. Okay. Loretta Chang. So congratulations, Loretta. We'll be uh, mailing that prize to you. Hopefully you listen to the podcast and get in contact with us. Uh, we won't message you on Facebook. Because uh, we'll mail that to you. We'll deliver that for free. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to come around to our place and get it. Um, there's a few other things in the podcast. Uh, one, an announcement. We hit 10,000 downloads and plays. That's a good achievement. I remember on our Moneyball podcast, we were really excited to announce that we hit the 1,000 mark Yeah, in uh, much less than 10 times that length of time. <laughs> yes. We've reached 10,000. 10, so that's a, that's a very good landmark. We're very, we're very happy with the, uh, the doing the podcast. I yeah. doing the podcast, and uh, we're glad that uh, mm. you guys, some of you, seem to be listening. Yeah, thank you uh, very much. And if you're listening to this now, it means we've got even more. Listens and downloads and things. Yeah. The more listens and downloads, probably the more prizes we're going to be able to put up. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. And if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, if you'd like to give us some money to help subsidize these prizes and stuff, because we now do have quite a big listener fan base, then uh, get in touch with us, uh, screenverdict at gmail.com, and um, we can sort out a pretty competitive sponsorship deal for you, I think. Now, I've just got an apology from last week's podcast. I went on a bit of a rant about how what I'd learnt from Looper was not to visit LA in 2044 because <laughs> it looked like it's gone downhill quite a bit. Uh, that apparently was set in Kansas, not LA, that movie. So <laughs> I'd like to apologise for not correcting <laughs> yeah. that at the time. I thought he was talking about maybe one of the cities in the montage scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bit of a bit of a misunderstanding on both our parts. Yeah. So setting don't visit Kansas in 2044. Well, that's what Kansas is looking like. I can't imagine what LA is looking like. <laughs> no, no, no. LA may be a great place to visit in 2044. The last thing I wanted to cover in our podcast today was I uh, had my birthday the past week, and uh, it was a sort of a nice day. I met up with a friend for lunch, a friend Chris, who's called into the podcast a couple of times. He bought me a cupcake. That was nice. Um, then I was sort of on my own, so I just went for a walk around the city, <laughs> went to an art gallery, walked across the Harbour Bridge, stuff like that. So it was nice. That was sort of something fun to do. Your life is like Louis. Yeah, it, it was a very Louis day. It was a very... Then, then went out 
at night with some couples from a church. <laughs> so, yeah, very Louis-esque. I also got some pretty sweet presents. And probably the second best present I got was a fantastic meme um, <laughs> on the Screen Verdict fan page with the kid from Looper. Yeah, we were, you were talking about last week how it'd make a good meme, Jonathan, and one seemed to pop up on our fan page. Remember my birthday or else with a sweet message. So I think you may be behind that, Jonathan, so thanks very much for that. It was a happy birthday from all of Screen Verdict, Matt. Yeah. So, Matt, you seem to like that. I can only wonder and question, what was the best present you got for your birthday? Well, on our Moonrise Kingdom podcast, I said how I was really, like, it made me want to go on an adventure and things like that. I think since seeing Moonrise Kingdom, I've been sort of saying that a bit. So someone got me a card with a clue on it. (laughs) Yeah. A clue on it to somewhere else. So I went there. It was in a thing of lavenders. And then I, like, dug up and, like, there was another clue in there leading me somewhere else. So, like, it was an adventure. I'm wondering, what is the optimal amount of clues? Because, like, clue to another clue is kind of, like, increasing level of excitement. I think at around five, six, seven, you're going to start to resent the amount of (laughs) clues you're having to find in order to get to... Well, I've been told this, the clue I have now is the last clue. (laughs) But I haven't had time to go to that location yet. (laughs) So there is something waiting for me at this location. Yeah, because I think I'm going to, like, I'll go with people. I'll go with a couple of people, like the person who got me the stuff and stuff on the adventure. Right, I'm not just going to do it on my own. I'm not just going to Louie it and do it on my own. Also, you might get murdered. Like, this could be a trap. <laughs> yes. You definitely want the person uh, that, that planted the clue to walk ahead of you. So if there's some booby trap, yeah. So, um, like, I've got to walk 1.4 kilometres to a bushwalking track. Uh, go beyond where the duo rivers begin to the second bench. And underneath that is where I'll be underwhelmed by the prize. <laughs> Well, that's something to look forward to. I'm sure all the listeners are looking forward to finding out how that pans out in next week's podcast. Yeah, I hope no one runs ahead of me and like now follows the clues and gets thing. But yeah, how good how good a present is that? We'll see. It's it's, we'll see. it's an incomplete present. I can't give my screen verdict present rating yet. Okay, well, tune in next week, guys, to see how that present pans out. Well, I think it's a podcast. It was big. Unfortunately, most of it was taken up by Louis, but we hope you enjoyed it, (laughs) and we hope you tune in next week. I'll play us out with the Louis theme song. (laughs) 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 (laughs)